worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. It's time for your in-depth look at the world of gaming. Here we go! The Meta with Katie Barber. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to The Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. You can also listen online at sasportstar.com. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got San Antonio Sports Star's James Pledger here with me today. We're going to start today's show with some esports news. Then we're going to jump right into a chat with Chris Sines. He's the CEO of Texas Gaming Empire. He's here from San Antonio. He's working to bring esports tournaments and gaming events, not just to the Alamo City, but to the entire state. Wow. Right? I know. It's it's insane what he's been working on for years. That's a huge bite of apple. And that's going to be interesting to find out exactly how he's plans on going about not only bringing it here into the city, but like you said, across the state. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is not a cheap endeavor to embark (laughs) upon. (laughs) So it's going to be very, very interesting to find out exactly, A, how he built this up uh, and where this idea came from. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested in in just the honest challenges. You know, you... It's really easy to see the benefits of esports tournaments for like players. You know, they come home yeah. with prize pools, they get endorsements. It's a business for them, but the actual business behind all of that is another beast. And so- that's another thing to do with the business behind it, and not just the business behind it, but businesses all around were affected, including live tournaments Mm -hmm. this past year due to COVID-19. So I wonder how he kind of handled going through that whole mess. Yeah. So I'm really excited to, to chat with him for you guys today. He was one of the first people that I met here in San Antonio. I got connected with, so I'm excited to finally, you know, have him on now that we're finally doing the meta. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Oh, and then after we chat with Chris, we're gonna, me and James are gonna break down the news. We're gonna talk about what's coming out in the next week. There's a lot. Mm. It's that time of year, the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, we're gonna talk about the new Mass Effect game that was announced. Not a lot of information, but we're gonna break down what it looks like it's gonna be about. Uh, there was a trailer that came out mm-hmm. for a new Obi-Wan Kenobi show. <laughs> right? The show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Disney Plus. Yes. Oh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus is just taking all of my money. Like I'm, I'm all in. Like you, you've got my direct uh, deposit thing. Just, <laughs> just take it out every month. <laughs> if it goes up, it goes up. I, at this point in my life, I can't live without it because not just is Kenobi coming in 2022, but this month, the newest Marvel property mm-hmm. is being dropped in Hawkeye, mm-hmm. and. I'm very excited. It's going to be a great way to kick off the holiday season. Absolutely. And then we've got, James is going to actually talk to us about Eternals. Uh, oh, yeah. That's gonna, fun. Right, he's going to break down those two, that mid and post credit scene that we 
we're all treated with. It's always a pleasure. I mean, <laughs> when people get up in the theater at the end of those movies, I'm like, before the credits even roll, I, I, I don't even want to say anything anymore. I'm just like, you're lost. But how do you get this long into the MCU? And, and not know. And, and get up and leave before the credits are over. Like, I just, it's appalling to me. I immediately judge those people. <laughs> like, when I'm sitting in a movie and the credits start to roll and I see people stand up, I'm like, all right. Bye. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm immediately judging you. And I feel sorry for you that you've missed out on so much in your life because you couldn't sit through three minutes of name scrolling. I mean, and those names deserve to be recognized, quite frankly. I mean, that's where I usually have my conversations until <laughs> like me and my buddy start talking, kind of breaking down what we just saw as we wait on the post credit scene to uh, finally... The floodgates open. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's like, shh, shh. Like, oh, oh, it's starting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but before we get to all that fun stuff, which we will have more time this week to talk about news, luckily. So we <laughs> have a lot to go over. Um, but to start, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on um, in terms of esports. And almost in honor, if this wasn't on purpose. I mean, we purpose, are your home for esports. Right, right, we, and we are. We are the meta here on San Antonio Sports Star, the home of gaming and esports. Um, but, but almost in honor of Chris, and this isn't on purpose because that's not how this was scheduled. But, um, <laughs> the big thing that's happening this week is that these, a, a big collegiate Madden tournament is, is wrapping up this yeah. next week. Um, it's been seven weeks of play for these collegiate players. They're fighting it out for a 150,000 prize pool for themselves. But the best part to me is, is that at the end of this um, collegiate Madden tournament, 20 collegiate esports programs Mm -hmm. are going to be gifted $50,000 for those programs. That's amazing. Yeah. The fact that esports is starting to, and these prize pools are starting to generate some money for colleges in order to pay for travel, pay for facilities, pay because they are building on certain college campuses, like esports gaming mm-hmm. facilities, mm-hmm. and that's not cheap. <laughs> and so getting into the budget and being able to do that scholarships for kids, like this is huge in mm-hmm. terms of money and potential investment into esports in the future in, in college athletics. Absolutely. Especially when you think about just here in town, and I don't mean to leave anybody out, but the two great examples that I can think of off the top of my head are the St. Mary's esports program mm-hmm. and the program over at Texas A&M San Antonio. You know, both are doing really great things, building up a program, um, hiring full-time staff to manage these programs. You know, that's that's a commitment by the schools. Yes. Um, and, and the opportunity to bring this amount of money to a pro to these programs that are legitimate <laughs> career opportunities. You know, it's, it's just really great to see. Um, and it's nice because you say legitimate career opportunities. It is a legitimate career opportunity. Now, if you look at what's going on in the world of not just esports but streaming in general, just learning how to deal with and get around and be successful in that world. And This brings a lot of light to that, and I really appreciate that not only are schools starting to invest in it, but now the tournaments themselves are starting to pay off rewards and dividends for that. Absolutely, and Chris even talks a little bit about this exact thing, and not even just at the college level, about wanting to bolster high school-level esports, because there's an interest there for kids, Mm -hmm. and, and so I'm excited to have him talk about that. Um, on the professional side of esports, it's going to be a really big next month for PUBG. It's the Global Championship Series. It starts on the 19th. 
which is next Friday. It's a mm-hmm. big day for a lot of things, yes. <laughs> including game releases. But but for the PUBG Global Championship Series, 32 teams go in on December 19th. One team will be named the world champion. It's going to be a really good time. It's up to $2 million are up for grabs. So it's going to be a good time. You know, I look at the PUBG finals and stuff, and I noticed they started not just uh, streaming it, but televising mm-hmm. these events, mm-hmm. and you start to see it. Uh, I know T and uh, TBS has started showing oh, like wow, the PUBG final. That. Yeah, I mean it's been incredible to watch stuff like that because these guys are locked in, and mm-hmm. when you're talking about these team formats, and there is a lot. I know we talk about a lot teams and camaraderie here on San Antonio Sports Star mm-hmm. and what goes on with that, but that's on display when you watch these tournaments with these teams and these, whether it's Battle Royale events or, or other eSports challenges to where it is a team atmosphere. It's pretty cool. Abs- I agree, 100%. And just on the macro side, just thinking about the level of coordination for these global events. We're talking like like with World, like the League of Legends Worlds last week, this global championship series. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the other global events where all of these countries have organizations that cooperate in a big competition format. What do you have? The Olympics? FIFA. You know, FIFA? You've got, you know, it's it, it takes a lot for these companies and in this case, it's just one game. Mm-hmm. So these these video game companies have like, and there's many of them, yeah. are working across the world to bring this level of entertainment. It's just mind blowing. And it's awesome to see because we we think about sports and how it kind of brings the world together. Whether mm-hmm. it's the Olympics, whether it's basketball, whether it's soccer being the world game, and how despite language barriers and, and different things like all of these actions bring groups of people together that normally don't have a lot to do with each other and this is the same type of deal i mean it is a game on a platform that is based across the world to where everyone is playing it from different languages different nationalities and they all come together and play in this singular format and it's really cool to see it's absolutely amazing and just like professional sports with video games and esports, you don't have to play the game or be good at the game to enjoy watching. No. It's 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 so accessible. Like I could watch Rocket League all day long. It's soccer <laughs> yes. with cars. I am terrible at it. Rocket but League's I, awesome. I get into it like I'm watching an NFL game. And I, I do, do that with Madden too. Like mm-hmm. Madden tournaments are fun to watch because ESPN will pick up certain Madden like huge Madden tournaments mm-hmm. and re air them later. And man, some of these guys are just it's like watching a real football game because you know they're you're focused on the screen. It's a lot like playing it yourself. Only you're watching two of the best at what they do go at it, and it's it's very entertaining at times because you're you're just basically watching a football game. It's just two people controlling the actions on the field. Definitely, and I'm afraid we will get lost in this conversation. I could talk about this forever, <laughs> uh, but I really want to make sure that we get everybody to Chris, and then we can get to the news after that. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break right here on the Meta, your home for everything gaming and esports. When we get back, Chris is going to break down the challenges of starting the Texas Gaming Empire and how he's working to bring more esports competitions to the Alamo City. You're listening to the Meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, and 94.5 FM. <laughs> The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star.
Welcome back to the Meta here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. You can catch us online at sasportstar.com. Right now, I've got CEO Chris Sines, head of the Texas Gaming Empire. He is a San Antonian here in the Alamo City, and he is doing a lot of really great things to bring esports, not just to San Antonio, but to the entire state of Texas. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Doing very, very good. Thank you so much for being here on the second episode of The Meta. Um, I am I'm new to San Antonio. I moved here earlier this year, so... I was, you were one of the first people I connected with about video games here in San Antonio. And we had a really cool chat and it got me really excited about what you've been working on, Mm -hmm. um, which is esports, all kinds, not just Fortnite, you know, not just what you're seeing on TV, but you, you are doing Smash Brothers. You've got plans to do high school, collegiate and amateur. Mm -hmm. But before we dive into all of those great things. Let's start with how you got started with just loving video games. Yeah, for sure. You know, I grew up, um, you know, I always loved to play sports. And so I naturally gravitated towards uh, sport video games like Madden and NBA 2K. Um, you know, I always had like a, my cousin and a friend. We'd always have like a franchise mode where you get to play through the year and do like a draft and off season and stuff like that, trade players. And so we each had our own team. But then like the other teams were filled out by the computer and so it's like as you're going through the, the season, you would wind up playing a lot of computer games. And then you get to the games that count where you're playing, you know, um, for me, my cousin or my buddy, <laughs> you know. So the goal was, you know, to try and at least see them in the, in the Super Bowl and be the Super Bowl champion. And then you get bragging rights <laughs> and, you know, get to talk all kinds of mess. Um, so, you know, those those were the good old days. And, and, you know, that always made me want to build something like that in the future because it just wasn't an option you know we had our youth sports and i loved my popcorn football to death but you know it would have been a really cool concept to have an alternative where there's a video game league for it for sure and wh- what was that turning point for you and just enjoying playing and you know on the, to put you on the path that you're on today yeah it was really just about you know i i felt like the video games were getting to a point where they could hold that capacity to to be able to do the things that I had envisioned. And then also just like the desire to actually make it happen, you know, it wasn't there. So it's like, like, let's make this happen, you know, and if it was there, I didn't know about it, you know, and as I get more involved, I see a lot of things on like a national level, but there's still not much on a grassroots level. And so, you know, that's what I'm, I'm really focused on and trying to build. Absolutely. And for obviously the last couple of years have been a little bit crazy, especially Mm -hmm. with, um, with the pandemic that's been going on for now for sure. almost two years. <laughs> um, how has that affected your ability to grow? How, how long have you been running Texas Gaming Empire now? Uh, we're going on six years now. S- six years. Mm-hmm. So you've so you've got quite a bit of time before the pandemic. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> and then you needed to, to make some adjustments. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I, I originally started off just kind of uh, trying to rent like a hotel conference room. <laughs> My first tournament was such a bomb. Like one person showed up. I didn't understand like... I thought I kind of just posted on Facebook and tons of people would show up. Cause it's like, what oh, game was it? Uh, Madden. Madden. So I was like, oh, I've got tons of Madden friends, you know, like I'll just post it. They'll share, it. you know, tons of people will come out. It'll be awesome. And like one person came. So it was like so embarrassing. And then, you know, uh, you know, luckily I was introduced to a, to a friend who had thrown a few uh, tournaments themselves. And, you know, they connected me with a whole bunch of different Facebook groups and different uh, paths to market and advertise. Um, you know, cause I hadn't realized that there's like Madden Facebook groups and stuff. So it's like, okay, well, let me start joining these. 
and you could post your flyer around. And so, you know, the second tournament was much more successful. Um, actually had it at Roxy Sports Bar off Pat Booker. So that was pretty awesome. Um, you know, had a really good turnout. Uh, you know, there was like one or two top Madden players that had seen it in the state of Texas. And then the following year, I wound up being like, well, let me throw like a, a Texas circuit where I go to Dallas, Houston and throw some here in San Antonio. Uh, they get some circuit points and then we'll have like a grand finale. And so that was a really unique opportunity because it let me network outside the city as far as like venue and other people that are trying to get involved in esports. Um, so, you know, I got to meet some people in Houston and, and Dallas and, um, that opened the door for a lot of more of the top players in Texas to be able to see what I was doing and take part. So that was really interesting. Um, the finale was actually super unique because, um, there was a venue here in, in San Antonio called Play Live Nation. Um, a couple of weeks after it opened, we were having the, the, the finale there. So that was really awesome to, have that job and show the owners like, Hey, look, look, this is what can happen, you know? And so you've got these people that you see on ESPN competing for club championships and Madden bowls there in your venue, you know, competing uh, for a Texas state championship. So that was really awesome. And then, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, well, uh, unfortunately the next year a, a tragedy happened because EA had actually reached out. And um, since I had a lot of the top players and, and did a circuit, which nobody else in the country was doing, uh, they were very impressed and wanted me to host the EA sanctioned tournament. Um, but yeah, unfortunately there was that tragedy in Jacksonville that kind of, EA doesn't do those Madden sanction tournaments anymore. Yeah. It was in August, 2018, I think. Yeah. Or... And, and, you know, I knew a few of the players there. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there seeing it happen and, you know, I'm texting and of course, you know, one or two might get back, but the other people are busy. You know, I had, uh, one or two of their, their girlfriends hitting me up like, Hey, have you heard from some, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to say any names, but, um, yeah, so that was a very, you know, um, uh, crazy time, emotional, because it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, it, it, and that's what, what's unique about the tournaments and, and leagues and stuff like that. Like, it's more than just going out and playing and trying to win a cash prize or anything like that. It's about building those friendships and relationships and networks with people. And so, like, you don't really realize it at the time, but you really get invested with the people uh, that you're surrounding yourself with. And, and it, it's really awesome, you know, because you start to be a part of their their lives and stuff. Absolutely. And have you found that even since then, even as time has passed, is it still really difficult or has it been difficult to put together a league for like Madden or Madden? Yes. Um, just, you know, between trying to wait out that tragedy and like, is it okay to throw a tournament now? You know what I mean? Cause mm -hmm. you want to be disrespectful and stuff. And then just Fortnite honestly, honestly <laughs> took off. So it was like, I, you know, I I'd started working at play live. And so my, my, my focus had gotten shifted around because now it's like I got to throw tournaments that are good for this this venue as opposed to like just my current passion. You know what I mean? But I, mean, I, I still thought uh, Madden tournaments. I mean, we were doing uh, Sports Sunday, so every mm -hmm. first Sunday of the month, Madden FIFA 2K, we were running tournaments. But it wasn't nothing on like a grand scale. It was more local, bring business to the venue type. Are thing. you still doing that? Um, I would like to, but I don't have a venue. Oh, right. at the Play Live closed because of, of COVID, and unfortunately, hasn't been able to open back up. Um, you know, I. Kind of thought about maybe trying to work with with because um, before play live I used to throw them at like sports bars we did walk ons for a while so yeah. that was pretty awesome um, you know um, so I kind of been thinking about that but I've also been trying to work on getting my own venue so it's kind of on the positive you've, you've got to split your time yeah yeah, yeah but there. I definitely do I mean it yeah I obviously want to start that back up and and you know I'd like like city championships and then we can you know make that state championship again. Get back to it. Yes, ma'am. Abs sure. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and, and take our first break. We'll be right back. Um, and we'll, 
I'll be right back to talk to Chris about what he has done in the last year that's really awesome with Smash Brothers and then talk a little bit about what he'd like to do and what's after that. I'm Katie Barber, and you're listening to The Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. The Meta with Katie Barber on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to The Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. I've got Chris Sines, the CEO of the Texas Gaming Empire, here with me. Um, and I am excited to dive into some of the really cool stuff that you've had the chance to do over the last year as the world has started reopening. Finding its new normal. <laughs> exactly. New normal is a great way to describe it. Um, and the thing that I was really drawn to when we first met was this Super Smash Brothers Legacy Series mm-hmm. that you were putting together. Because it's not just a tournament, it's it's more. Yeah, correct. Um, so basically, just uh, I wanted to implement a tried and proven uh, system like MMA and boxing where you have the rankings and then you have like, you know, for, for Smash Legacy Series, I want to buy weekly uh, matchups. So you have your four fight fight card, um, you know, and just getting the top 20, 25 players in Texas to fill out this roster. And so then every two weeks, you know, you've got uh, eight players going at it in four different matches fighting for rank and they're shot at the championship belt. And um, just really trying to create like a, a pro style esports league, um, amateur esports league for here in in Texas. And what was the reception for for this? Did you hold the matches here in San Antonio? Or so were they- we had our inaugural tournament. What we did is we had a tournament to find the top players and stuff like that. Um, and so yeah, we had a really awesome tournament here in San Antonio at Rolling Oaks Mall, uh, part of a, a Level Up Art Gallery. There, uh, they got a really nice place. And um, and from there, then two weeks later, we started having our first uh, fight card. And um, it, that was actually in Austin because the point is to travel to different venues across Texas. And so Austin really came out and supported for the tournament. So we, we went to Austin first. Um, you know, unfortunately, at that event the next day, because it was attached to a bigger tournament that was going on, because the top players, you know, will, will sometimes travel to, to the different tournaments. And I didn't want them to be separated. I want them to be able to play in that tournament too. So I attached it to this bigger tournament. And unfortunately, the next day, uh, somebody at that tournament posted on Twitter that they had COVID and stuff like that. So that kind of threw things off for the next next card that we were going to have because we went into the 14-day self-quarantine, you know, just trying to take the safety new normal, right? Mm-hmm. Safety precautions. And um and then and then following that, you know, I started having conventions that I needed to attend to and um you know, there was just other bigger tournaments that were happening on Saturdays as well. So it kind of made me have to to pivot to where like, okay, maybe this isn't the right time. I need to rethink about these Saturdays cuz it was a little difficult having it attached to another bigger tournament because then I was holding up their tournament by having the players uh, play their matches and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so, you know, we had we did have to take a temporary pause, but we're looking to start that back up in 2022. Absolutely. The concept is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, the new normal does require sometimes a yeah. shift in expectations. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I'm going to pivot more to and have them on Sundays as opposed to Saturdays because so that way we don't have to compete with some of... Sunday Night Smash. Right. There you go. There you go. Sunday Night Smash Legacy Series. Yeah, Let's I, go. I, I'm here for it. I love it. And were those players that were participating, were they were they were they across the state or were they were they Texas only? Uh, I'm trying to stay with Texas only. In, <laughs> so for our Legacy Series, the inaugural tournament, we actually had somebody from out of state come in. Uh, <laughs> it, it goes by the tag New Days. He's like one of the top players in the country. He's a peach main. <laughs> and uh, so he actually won it. So he 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 got the inaugural championship belt. We had a nice belt made, um, you know. And so we were gonna eventually find like another champion and stuff because he's he's out of Florida. Um, but uh, Mutes has actually stayed here a lot longer. I don't know if they're winding up moving here, but 
um, you know, so that that's pretty awesome. That's great. Well, what would you say the the top games that people are interested in are in terms of playing competitively? You said Fortnite kind of came and became a dominating. Oh yeah, Fortnite was crazy. Community. I mean, you know, it was a free game that was keeping our business booming at Play Live. You know, so that that's pretty crazy. Um, it it slowed down a little bit. The Smash community always generally shows up. Like even not the the players that aren't top, like they still come out and and play. So it's it's a really awesome community. Uh, the FGC is there. You know they've they've they haven't had as good of a comeback out of uh out of COVID and stuff. They're they're still working their way back in. Um, and for some reason, my sports gamers, man, we we struggle to come out. Like I try so hard, but it seems like they're a little intimidated to lose or something. But you know, I try and tell them all the time. It's more about like the camaraderie and the networking and the social aspect like there can only be one winner you know mm-hmm. what i mean and of course you want that to be you but at the same time you got to have an understanding that you know you're going to learn from them as well you know and you can get gamer tags and and psns and play them outside of the tournaments and get yourself better you know and so it's more than just winning it's about the whole social aspect do you think that with the sports games specifically it having a new one a new game come out every year do you think that makes it a little bit more difficult for like logistically to plan tournaments? Um, cause I don't know. I, this is probably a sin cause we're on San Antonio sports star, but <laughs> I personally don't play sports games. Mm-hmm. Um, or not very much. It's not my main style of game. And so I'm not really sure year to year how much, what like in terms of game mechanics and, and the tweaks and the nuance, yeah. how much is different year to year? I, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. Okay. Um, cause a lot of the top players still stay at the top. And then, I mean, even with like your fighting games, you've got DLC. So that's extra cost and they do patches as well. And, um, yeah, so I don't, I, don't, I just, I just, the fighting, the sports games take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, like the matches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, <clears throat> and I just, I just think it's, still hasn't been in in mainstream like tournaments and stuff on local levels and stuff and so they're just kind of timid to come out and lose honestly that's how I think <laughs> it is. Not, not to talk mess but if it's you know i that, would they can let us know if you're wrong you know right? we, we can see but they need to come out and show you exactly, that you're wrong because <laughs> i've had so many people tell me they're the best and then, then they don't show up so it's like it's like sure can't be the best if you don't show up <laughs> um Oh, that's that's cool. I just was curious. I was just thinking about like, does that affect it? But I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if they they're not particularly huge, yeah. And Call of Duty, different. Call of Duty shows up real well too. Oh, um, yeah. We used to throw some awesome Call of Duty tournaments. We'd have uh, teams come, players come from out of the city and definitely, and even out of the state. We have people from like Massachusetts and stuff, Colorado coming. Um, so that was that was really cool. There's a, there's pretty big companies that that will run their own um, esports leagues, right? You've got mm-hmm. like Riot Games runs their own league. Of legends leagues mm-hmm. even down to like you know more amateur brackets you've got uh, i think rocket league does a lot of their own um do you find that it's harder to to throw tournaments with companies that are really involved in their esports scene yeah so like example call of duty you know if there's a call of duty major le- uh tournament going on they'll generally have open for amateur brackets too and they'll have like a hundred something teams that register and so it's like i'm not going to compete with that you know so um, you know, I might throw a watch party, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw a tournament on the same day that one of those big developers is throwing one of their own tournaments. No, that makes sense. I just wasn't really sure whether or not like that barrier to entry to, to getting whether or not they let you have tournaments. I uh, guess well, they can't so really keep it, you, it's, but. It's in, uh, different, different developers are different, you know, and like Call of Duty a couple of years ago, they actually went to the franchise model where people had to pay millions of dollars to be a part of their franchise. Mm. So before Overwatch then. did that too. Yeah. So before then you could kind of throw tournaments, but now you kind of have to seek out permission because like team envy who owns the dallas empire they've they've kind of got the rights to this region and so you gotta you know 
reach out to them and ask for permission and stuff. Got the, uh, I don't like to use the word politics because I don't mean it like in the in the bad way, yeah. but just in terms of like there's a lot going yeah, on behind the scenes that you've got to work. Yeah, and you know they invested a lot for it, so it, it's definitely understandable. And you know you got to be respectful and and you know just know your lane and and be appreciative of everything that you are allowed to do and can do. But having the opportunity to work in of these big events that do happen here in San Antonio, we are very fortunate to be a, a big city that mm-hmm. has big events. Um, so what was it like getting back into throwing those uh, tournaments like at San Japan and Big yeah. Texas Comic Con? And- Super nerve-wracking, um, you know, because it's been a while, so you got to knock off the rust. And then, um, you know, you got to find you got to get the players involved again, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody kind of got used to being at home and playing online and online is great, but it's not the same as in person. You mm-hmm. know, you got to love that face to face competition. Um, and so it, it was a little bit of an adjustment, especially uh, since, since I didn't have the gaming lounge, you know, for the smaller events, it was kind of like, not only am I coming back, but I'm coming back to bigger events. And so San Japan was cool. I was actually partnered with um, another company that was kind of hosting for San Japan as well. Um, and so, you know, we kind of, uh, alternated between which tournaments we were doing and stuff like that and kind of mixed together and just mm-hmm. worked to, you know, worked with it. And then, uh, you know, Big Texas Comic Con, we ran by ourselves and, and that was really awesome. Uh, the cool thing with Big Texas Comic Con is it was actually like, uh, the San Antonio Children's Hospital, uh, that does the extra life and, and the gamers for the kids and stuff, uh, that had reached out to us and asked us like, Hey, you know, would you be interested in doing gaming wow. at this convention and stuff? And so it was actually, you know, like, for a good cause that brought gaming to Big Texas Comic Con. No, that that's amazing, and, and Extra Life is an amazing mm-hmm. nonprofit. That and this is actually the first year in five years I did not participate in a twenty-four hour marathon, um, oh. and I'm sad about it. It just don't work out. Yeah. Um, but it, that's an amazing group for you guys to have worked with there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to try and attach them to all the conventions that I can be a part of. Absolutely, and I know you said Play Live is not open any longer. Correct, um, but you are working on a new project that's going to be opening next year, hopefully, Port SA. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not, working, not working on Port SA, yeah. <laughs> I did apply for that director of esports job, um, but, um, you know, they've got great people over there. Uh, Sam Elizondo, who used to, uh, or who still owns LFG Cyber Cafe, um, he's over there. And then, um, you know, so other gaming venues, there is LFG Cyber Cafe, there's Shenanigans. Um, and then if you want like arcades, there's, uh, Anime Tokyo and Otaku Cafe. I was going to say, there's a lot of really great places. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry to anybody if I didn't mention y'all store, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And I'm trying to open up my own gaming lounge. So hopefully we can get, uh, something like that. The gaming lounge, Texas gaming empire. So it's both TGE. (laughs) Um, then there's a level up art gallery that also has a gaming lounge in the back. If if you want to, you know, have a comfortable gaming space as well over there. And, and so what is Port SA supposed to be? Just another- Yeah, so Port SA is having this huge innovation center. Um, so it's like part um, aerospace uh, museum, but then they've got like research and development for like robotics and stuff like that. Then they're going to have like a, a gaming lounge that's supposed to have like 60 stations, nice. a, a food court, and then also um, a huge uh, innovation arena, which was going to have like a focus on esports, but also like concerts, live music and stuff like that. And I think they're supposed to be opening like March or April of 2022. So that'll be really exciting uh, for the for the city of San Antonio to like be able to attract major events. Maybe we can get like a Houston Outlaws versus uh, Dallas Fuel. A nice neutral zone. Yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that so, a lot. A um, lot, a lot. You know, I-10 meets 35, and <laughs> so that'll be pretty awesome. That'd be amazing. And hopefully, you know, I'll be able to 
throw some tournaments there as well. <laughs> and you've got a new gig that's going to be starting here pretty soon, right? Yeah, so, you know, I'll be starting uh, as the director of esports for the YMCA and developing the esports programs for YMCA here in San Antonio and um, also Austin. And then, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, we're looking to start the the um, the video game leagues in January, so that's really exciting. That's that's coming up real quick, oh, way yeah. quicker than I'm prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Maybe awesome. Do you have an idea of what games you think might be included? If not, uh, that's okay. But. Yeah, we're we're gonna try and run with the the sports games, Madden, FIFA, mm -hmm. and 2K, and then also uh, like Super Smash Brothers and um, Fortnite nice. and. Maybe Rocket League, still kind of on the fence about Rocket League. You're going to have a lot of different age brackets there, too. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, different age brackets as, and different consoles, because, like, you know, Madden, you got to be Xbox or PS4, whereas, like, a Fortnite, you know, you can kind of cross-play. Mm -hmm. no, that, that it makes is one sense. thing, is I wish the sports games would cross-play. I don't know why <laughs> Xbox can't play P PlayStation. They're on. just a little bit behind the times there. Yeah, frustrating. Because <laughs> then you got to throw, like, two different tournaments, or you got to have, like, half the people mad that they're not playing on the console they're used to. So it just, that makes it rough. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even... I think about that i really didn't realize that they were not cross-play yeah. that's that's like a five-year-old technology nowadays <laughs> um and do you have any events uh going on through the rest of the year or is it kind of just wait until the holiday season is over to pick back up yeah it, it you know um with with thanksgiving and then christmas and stuff and then uh you know people that might be in town for for college and stuff leaving and stuff uh november and december can get a little crazy uh so i don't have anything specifically planned at the moment uh, just working on the 2022 schedule and uh, starting to shift my focus to like the YMCA type stuff and um, lining up some conventions and, and different tournaments that we'll be doing for 2022. So if people wanted to sign up for the Texas Gaming Empire newsletter or follow you guys on social media, how can they do that? Yeah. So, I mean, website, www.texasgamingempire.com on Facebook. You can search Texas Gaming Empire, uh, Instagram, Texas Gaming Empire. Uh, Twitter, it's actually TX Gaming Empire because it wouldn't let me fit the word Texas. Um, <laughs> you know, definitely trying to get high school esports leagues started in yes. person and college uh, esports leagues. And um, so, you know, you can find those websites on on the Texas Gaming Empire as well. Um, and there's newsletters for all of them. So, like, if you just want to know high school, just, you know, from the Texas Gaming Empire website, go to the TGHSEL, Texas Gaming Empire High School Esports League website. And, um, you know, you can just join that that newsletter if you want to do the college one. Um, you know, if there's any businesses out there that want to sponsor or partner, we could definitely use some help uh, funding some of these events. So that way we can, um, you know, help out these schools as they build out their programs and, mm -hmm. and get, uh, you know, gaming athletes involved that, you know, maybe don't have the, the means to be able to to do it themselves it's a it's an avenue to scholarships too oh so yeah yeah it's, shriner it's great, shriner and kerrville mm -hmm. they offer scholarships a m san antonio and mm -hmm. st mary's i know so, that they do different fundraising events they've, both and they've got hired, great programs too yeah they've hired esports coaches so mm -hmm. it's more than just the club level it's actually and i think in a couple of years it'll be uil sanctioned on the high school level and dallas is doing some awesome stuff we're kind of lagging behind here in san antonio we need nice. to get it going and yeah. Definitely could use that, that business support. Well, hopefully the next time you're on the show, we'll have a nice schedule of events for people to look forward to. But for now, everybody can just enjoy whatever they're going to get yeah. for Christmas. And there's a, <laughs> yeah, and there's, and, and there's a calendar on, on the Texas Gaming Empire website as well. So, awesome. yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Chris. You sure. will definitely be back. I'm really excited for everything that you've got cooking here for San Antonio. I am Katie Barber, and we will be back. After the break with news with James Pledger, we're going to talk about the new Mass Effect game, 20 Years of Xbox, and more right here on the Meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, and 94.5 FM. <laughs>
Petey Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the Meta, your source for all things gaming and esports right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Remember, if you missed any of today's show, you can always catch the podcast online at San Antonio or at sasportstar.com under the audio vault. I've got San Antonio Sports Stars, James Pledger with me, and it's time to nerd out. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> We've got a mix of game news and general nerd news, but let's start with the games that are about to come out. We've got Battlefield 2042 and Pokemon Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond coming out at the, on the same day on Friday. It's amazing <laughs> that I can be excited about two completely different games because Battlefield 2042 is going to be awesome. Like we talked yeah. about it last week mm -hmm. with the release of Vanguard for COD and this one was coming up uh, about a week and a half after that mm -hmm. and it's going to be the contrast in the old world war ii style game versus something set in the distant future yeah it's gonna be so much fun and then obviously everything pokemon is just fantastic you know i, I the Sinnoh region I, I like the look of the new one a lot um mm -hmm. but of course it's kind of hit or miss i've been playing pokemon literally since it What's started coming favorite up. pokemon game of all time my favorite and I, I saw a meme about this that you can kind of pinpoint people's ages based on their favorite pokemon generation um but i personally really love pokemon crystal so it was the third in gen 2 mm -hmm. um and it's because it introduced a whole storyline and it was the first time i could be a girl in a pokemon game yeah I it came out probably when I was like nine or ten. So to me, I was, and I'm not really one of those people that freaks out. I'll play whoever I'll play, but I just was so in love with mm -hmm. being able to play a girl playing as Chris. And she's got blue hair, and I don't have blue hair, but I love blue haired girls like Bulma. Um, oh, yeah. Got, right, exactly. You got Yu Hakusho, um, Bone. And so it's just really fun. And, but Sinnoh is cool. It's not my favorite, but it came out in high school. I yeah. think, I think I was a little bit hesitant on it because I was embarrassed that I still like Pokemon and now I'm about to be 30 and still love it even yeah. more than I did when I was like eight. So here's the thing. Like <laughs> that's the things that it's not just the nostalgia, but it's just part of you. Like mm -hmm. you can have fun. Like it doesn't have an age limit. I remember, you know, in high school, still kind of watching Power Rangers as it was getting to the end of the kind of the first generation of Power Rangers before they started going off into Dinos and all the other things that they ended up doing. But I still remember watching Tommy and the, mm -hmm. and all them. And I was like, I got to see how this plays out. And you continue to watch it, which also leads to the love of Marvel today still. Mm -hmm. and so, I mean... It keeps you young at heart, yeah. and I, I also believe that it keeps you young mm -hmm. and youthful in general. Well, and the beautiful thing about nostalgia is it just it means that you can enjoy something forever. Like, yeah. you, you think about how the joy it gave you forever ago, um, and you can enjoy it today. So and it's something you can also pass down and enjoy with your kids one day, hopefully. Oh, 100%. And I, I think right now, the, the news, I feel like it's a theme of nostalgia. Xbox is celebrating <laughs> their 20th anniversary on Monday. They're going to be having Already? a celebration live stream. I know. I know. Um, but then, and, and don't get your hopes up. They've already said there's going to be no new game announcements at the Xbox uh, anniversary celebration. So it'll probably no. be a lot of the good nostalgia. Um, also on the nostalgia circuit is Skyrim. It celebrated 10 years this week. They came out with the anniversary edition. You could, uh, yeah, the, the Ten years of Skyrim. Already. I know. And, and Elder Scrolls 6, nowhere in sight. Even Todd Howard says so. Um, 
<laughs> he had, this is an amazing story, by the way. He so Todd Howard is the director of Bethesda. He has he's kind of the face of people getting angry about Bethesda games. Yes, he did an AMA on Reddit, and if you don't know what that is, that's an Ask Me Anything, mm-hmm. and so people behind anonymous usernames can ask really terrible exactly. questions. We have uh, a lot of that here on uh, <laughs> the sports side of things with uh, Bleacher Report does AMAs with mm-hmm. athletes all yeah. the time, so we have a good. I would hope understanding of right. AMAs. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. So it just was silly. And in that AMA, Todd Howard admitted to the fact that his son gave him a Father's Day card that said, "You're an amazing dad, but where is the Elder Scrolls Six? <laughs> and the answer to that is still a far way away. So yeah. don't get your hopes up, but it is coming eventually. So for now, I guess you can enjoy Skyrim uh, in the newly released. PS5 upgraded mm-hmm. version, probably on Xbox Series X. Also, um, and Seven Day was last week, and with that came the confirmation that there's a new Mass Effect game. Okay. Um, it, and that kind of came in the form of a poster yeah. teaser. So no gameplay, no footage. And but what it looks like is the fans kind of surmised that what the new game is going to do is it's going to canonize the destroy ending, Ooh. which means all of the synthetic life in the Milky Way is gone, and that in and that creates some complications, but apparently it's the only possible way Ca- Commander Shepard could still be alive. That's amazing. So the story's continuing there. I love when they canonize things that fans kind of clamor or speculate about. Yeah. And I, I know Marvel does that a lot, where there's speculations that end up turning into canon. Uh, it, of course, uh, Star Wars does mm-hmm. the same thing with stuff like that, because people were begging for Revan to be canon for, for so long. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, absolutely. And and speaking of Marvel, <laughs> I think we're going to just jump ahead just a little bit because yeah. there's just a lot with Marvel going on right now and really forever, I guess, since the MCU started. Yeah, How I many mean, they've years just ago? kind of taken everything over in the last 11, 12 years. <laughs> it's insane. and But you love to see it. Absolutely. Um so let's talk a little bit about Eternals. Yes, I just watched it last week. It was fantastic. Spoiler warning for anybody that's still waiting to go see it. Um, it was fantastic. I thought the movie was really well done. It had its moments of levity, but it felt more serious and, and deep than most Marvel movies have been. It was incredibly visually stunning mm-hmm. and seeing the celestials kind of on the big screen gives it that grandiose feeling and it was really cool to see um Thena played by angelina jolie uh gargamesh um the uh what's his name N- najal um I, you know who I, I'm talking I know about. Who you're talking he about. Was, He's an amazing he actor. was incredible. Like this was a very, very well done casting, and uh, Ajax by Selma Hayek. Uh, there's some twists and turns, mm-hmm. but man, it was incredible, and it leaves on a cliffhanger. Well, and it leaves it so open for just it's like a, a vacuum of possibilities mm-hmm. for where they can continue going and, and the greatest thing is the post and mid credit scenes mm-hmm. that they did the mid credit scene was all right so the second one was that one the the first one as i'm trying to bring some memory to my memory and remember <laughs> exactly what the scenes were so the post credit scene not the mid credit scene but the post credit scene while i try and remember what the mid credit scene was um shows 
Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kit Harrington. Yes. He uh, played Dame Whitman, and everybody knows Dame Whitman becomes ends up becoming the Black Knight. And what we see in the end is him looking at the Ebony Blade, mm. which is part of his transformation into the Black Knight. And right as he's about to touch it, you hear a voice from off screen. Are you sure you want to do that, Mr. Whitman? And that was confirmed by the director that that was the voice of Masara Ali, who is playing Blade in the Ooh! MCU. Yes. So that was really, really cool I've been, to see. I've been seeing people talk about Galactus being brought up in terms of these. No. It hasn't been because uh, you can talk about Galactus. I think they're confusing the Celestials with Galactus just because of the scale of them. But uh, Galactus, no, the world ear was not in this movie. But in the mid credit scene that I was trying to bring some Harry Styles oh, ends so up playing <laughs> exactly and meeting up with the remaining Eternals and we get to see him and he is with Pip mm-hmm. the troll who introduces his Lord, his Mr. Star Fox himself. That is right. Eros, brother of Thanos. <laughs> it was amazing. That's amazing. And the other big thing that we got this week was the it came out before Disney Day, mm. but a leak of the of the trailer, and it wasn't really a trailer, mm. but a confirmation of what we're gonna see somewhat in the uh, the new Obi Wan Kenobi show. Yeah, and it was not really again. It wasn't footage. It was Ewan McGregor and director um, Deborah Chow mm-hmm. talking a little bit about the fact, like where we're gonna be seeing it. There's there's gonna be another, or there may be. I guess I, you want to say maybe. Having some more lightsaber duels between Obi Wan and Darth Vader. Well, oh. They said one should one will be a rematch after the events of Re- Revenge of the Sith, but before New Hope. And then Ewan McGregor teased that there may be one in the present tense of oh. the show itself. My goodness, this yeah. is going to be phenomenal, and it will bring so much further story to A New Hope mm-hmm. in the way that Vader seems so timid. When he first engaged Obi-Wan Kenobi, knowing he'd already lost once on Mustafar, if he loses again or is in a in a situation where the job, he, he couldn't finish it, it would bring so much more depth towards that. Uh, De- Deborah, Deborah Chow said, and I quote, that the... The guard, Kenobi's guardianship of Luke Skywalker is the starting place for this show. So just just to give you some semblance of what's going to happen, because with Star Wars, it's so hard to pinpoint. There's there's and I mean, it's a it's a galaxy's worth of time of like places you can jump in in the story. So and the great thing about this, too, is Disney Plus is just going to own all of us forever, forever, because not just the Kenobi series coming out in 2022. This month, the day before Thanksgiving, we get the first two episodes of the new Hawkeye series, and we got a release of the footage of what their uh, uniforms are going to look like when they're all polished up. Looks phenomenal. Both Kate Bishops and Clint Barton's comic accurate. You get the purple in there. It's really cool looking. And, of course, we got the X-Men the animated series possibly returning. A a rumor. (laughs) I, you know, I will so run with rumors. It's fine. <laughs> you know, usually by the point, by the time they are rumors being leaked by somewhat credible <laughs> outlets, for the most part, there's some, to, there's some 
truth to them. There's, there's a little bit of teeth. And, I mean, there's no word at all on whether or not this is going to be a remake or a continuation. But, you know, I, I just know I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. That was really, that show came out when I was a kid in the 90s. And I so watched good. it. I know, it's so good. And I personally love Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride was mm-hmm. I was the first superhero I ever wanted to be. Even though I had Jean Grey and Storm and Rogue, <laughs> Kitty Pride was my main girl. I don't have any idea why. See, for me, I grew up such a huge Gambit fan. <laughs> like that, he, the Cajun accent, he was just smooth. Mm-hmm. He had the overcoat. He had the bow staff, like the playing cards. It was Man. X-Men, uh, Gambit was my dude. I, and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And I also didn't know that they put X-Men, like the actual original animated series on Disney Plus. And that's going to be, oh, you didn't know I didn't, I did not know that till today. So that's going to be my weekend nostalgia binge. <laughs> it's going to be what I put on when I'm writing. Um, <laughs> you're going to see that picture of Logan holding the picture that's of me. Gene and like what the meme that it's become. And you're going to be like, that <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am Wolverine in this moment, honestly. <laughs> And I cannot believe we're already out of time. I know. I, it goes I, so fast. I know. It's insane. And I I just wish we had 100 more hours to do this. <laughs> 100 more hours. And But just so you guys know, we are going to take a two-week break um, for the holidays. I'm going out of town. And, you know, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. But we'll Go be back. in family. Hopefully. Or your friends. You know, your chosen family. Mm-hmm. What, however it works. Um, but I'm excited because when we come back, we should have a time slot permanent. At 10 p.m. on fingers Saturdays, crossed. fingers crossed, once football season is over, which no one's ever happy about. The regular season. <laughs> regular season. Um, but but other than that, that's going to do it for today. I That's going to do it for today on The Meta. I'm Katie Barber, and I really want to thank, I've got James Pledger, Chris Sines. And remember, if you missed any of today's show, you can catch it on com in the audio vault. Yeah. See you in two weeks. <laughs> See you in two weeks. Thanks, you guys. Oh, <laughs>